Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch on bandit run. Welcome in. Three Dudes with a View, Thursday edition. This is our last show of the week. Tomorrow, this time, this station, uh, Jim Ross with Inside Middle Tennessee. Uh, and then we will be back with you on Monday. I am dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Are you out there driving the bus? I am. Yes, sir. Good morning, everybody. All right. I drove the bus myself this morning. Dropped off Margaret Barry Kennedy at Agatha School. So, uh, that was the traffic. Something's got to be done out there. I, mean, I know it, that. It, it, somebody's going to get killed. Yeah, it's it's a shame that you have to wait for so many deaths before you get a traffic light. Isn't that crazy, the way but, they do that? Yeah, but why can't we have a school zone? Exactly. Know? Yeah, that, that that would be the easiest solution. It, 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 I've heard that the city told Agathos they had to buy it themselves. That's what I've heard. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Uh, but uh, We'll it's, see. It's dangerous. Yeah. For everybody. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely needs to be a school zone. All right. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, you're driving the bus. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, are you here? Coming. Jim. He's coming. Jim York. Hey, Jim. All right. Regular special guest dude, uh, Debbie Matthews. How are you? <laughs> so good. Good morning, everybody. All right. Have we got Jim Ross in? I mean, not uh, Jim York in. Yeah, yeah. Mr. York, can you hear me? Good morning, Del. A little late, a little late. Good morning. How's everybody? Good. All right. Good to have you, dude number one. Uh, all right, folks, we we can get into several things, but I I went to a, a really a wonderful, just a wonderful occasion uh, yesterday for the luncheon honoring uh, Vice Mayor Krista Martin. Mm-hmm. She is retiring as the Vice Mayor of Columbia. Although she's not retiring, uh, she will continue on the faculty at Columbia State Community College. She continues to be involved in uh, numerous uh, civic and, and affairs and uh, projects and clubs and what have you around the city. So she's not retiring, retiring. She's just moving. After 30 years on the Columbia City Council, she's she's retiring from that aspect but the, the luncheon i attended the memorial building was packed over 300 people uh, attended the luncheon they re- came to thank and honor krista martin for her service uh to this county to this city to columbia state community college uh and she truly has had a remarkable life and it's very difficult i think to imagine what columbia would be like without krista martin and uh it's very difficult to imagine uh where if if we're going to find or have somebody of her stature to replace uh you know and and i'm replace her as the vice mayor and now saying that i'm not 
I'm not saying anything bad about the two candidates for vice mayor. Uh, I don't know them very well. Don't know much about them. They may be another Krista Martin, but uh, or one of them may be. But um, it's it's she's th- those are going to be big shoes to fill for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And, and Mr. York, I was reminded. Uh, you know, it, it was a large gathering, community leaders of all types, uh, black and white, religious leaders, business leaders, education leaders, civic leaders, political leaders. Uh, and I looked around the room, and, you know, you and I do have discussions, uh, and they're very hard for me, about race and ethnicity in this country and the tensions that may go on between black and white but usually our conversations are couched in terms of what's going on nationwide and uh certainly there are tensions between black and white uh nationwide but you know right here in columbia tennessee i don't feel that uh i think we're blessed uh and Krista Martin's leadership, I think, has been, you know, a big part of that. Um, I, I don't know. You got any comment on that? Well, you know, some people are still in the old-fashioned method of, of recognizing the contributions of minorities, you know, uh, and and they still hold those views. I don't care what part of this country you go to. It's going to be there. But by and large, people do try to... Uh, I guess assimilate to the fact that yes, we have someone of a minority stature that's in leadership, and we want to not cause a kerfuffle or anything. So they go along, and and they're very cordial, and and they do the things. But you know, I, I look at it farther down the line. Uh, we're still in the in the area of one here, one there, and not just a community that that tends to embrace. Like I told you, I, I organized a Martha Luther King or, uh, group uh, for several years, and we had we had great participation. Uh, people of all stripes, all ethnic groups participated in the celebration for a week, and uh, and then for some reason, after I left the organization. Uh, there was not enough interest, and people tend to move to their own neutral corners or corners wherever. So I think we still got a lot of work to be done. It's just like anything, Delk. When you don't see uh, a lot of stuff going on, everything's quiet, there are things happening beneath the, the, the stream. You know, the fish is still jumping and doing things. So, yeah, for, for the most part, Columbia is a positive city. Uh, but there are there's still a lot of work that needs to be done in every corner of this country, not just Colombia. Every corner of the country. Okay, but I, I, I but you say Colombia is a positive city, so I'm, I'm going to take that as a at least pretty much an agreement with what I'm saying. We just we we seem to have have worked at uh, and Kristen Martin's leadership is part of it. Your leadership is part of it, uh, and. Uh, we seem to have worked at uh, uh, just not 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 having the problems that uh, we see on the national stage, 
in terms of right. But you also got you also got to look at Delk. It's just like being being a religious person. Everybody that says they're religious is not religious, and everybody that that professes to be a Christian is not really a Christian. You know, based on their action and their their ideology. Well, true. You don't know what lurks in people's minds where none of us are mind readers and they haven't developed a computer yet that does that so uh but at least uh, at least uh you know we don't have the open kerfuffles that you see in other parts of the country and i'm glad that you know the community did rally and support her her long years of service which which means something to everybody to anybody i don't care what ethnic group you belong to when you're recognized across your city for doing something <clears throat> in service it means something to that individual and that's that's a good thing well, yes i mean yeah and, and krista martin you know like i said yesterday i don't see white or black with krista martin i just see madam mayor and um she uh she has she has madam vice mayor she has made a difference. Uh, we're gonna we're about to welcome in another guest here, folks, and it's the Reverend Trent Ogilvy. Um, Reverend Ogilvy, how do, you, how do you how does your congregation address you, brother, pastor? Uh, I just uh, most of the time tell them to call me friend. You know, uh, <laughs> it's Trent <laughs> because when when you uh, when you get into to the titles, you know, it's uh, just about being a servant. Right. And uh, that's uh, what's most important. And uh, really appreciate the opportunity to come and and a really uh, great opportunity to celebrate a servant, uh, Dr. Krista Martin, who has uh, served well um, in this community, um, just uh, loving um, God, loving people um, and, and just working hard um, at everything that she does and, and, and really do, does a tremendous job. And um, I just counted a privilege to be able to honor her during the <coughs> Legacy Luncheon. Yeah, it was. It was a it was a it was a, it was a moving occasion. It really was. But um, I asked uh, 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 Julie Beck to get somebody to come on this morning to talk about something that up until yesterday I had, I had no knowledge of, and it's a the well the organization is what the Columbia Peace and Justice Initiative. Yes, Pe- Peace and Justice Initiative. It's got a board of directors of. Uh, leaders from all walks of life in in Columbia, including yourself in Columbia, Murray County, whatever. But the thing that that I had didn't have any idea about that I'm really excited about is this uh, museum. The Peace and Justice Initiative is their their project for now, or their first project, I guess, is this museum without walls, which would be yes, located. Sir. Roughly from uh, Woodland and South Main uh, down to Woodland and Bridge Street. No, not no down Eighth and South Main down to Eighth and Bridge Street, uh, a two block area, mm-hmm. and a museum with wow. Can can you tell us more about that? I saw the renderings. Um, I saw what the purpose was. Uh, it it just seems like. An, an idea that, that that's time has come in Columbia. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, this project, our, our organization, really, our, our mission is to um, celebrate the legacy of African Americans um, and also um, look at how we explore that history, how we promote 
uh, justice and expand understanding and inspire conversation. And when we look at the Museum Without Walls, there is a history um, here in Columbia with the 1946 uh, race riot and and what we would maybe call the resistance uh, now. Um, and there's a story to tell that's a great history um, in that area, which was known formerly as the Mink Slider. When I grew up, they used to call it the bottom. Um, you stand at the top of the hill of A Street and look down. Uh, the street there um, and and we we believe that uh, we have a story to tell actually what took place in in uh, february twenty fourth twenty fifth of uh, nineteen forty six was a precursor to the civil rights movement and it started right here in Columbia, Tennessee, a great history in regard to um, what what happened um, the way the way it happened and and what happened uh, there 's a larger story about um, really um, the African-Americans in the community just really standing up and saying, um, this is our time. We need to be respected and have rights. We fought in World War Two and we want to be respected here at home. And um, they they stood for that. And and really after that, um, there was a great um, uh, progress uh, that was made um, in in um, their dignity. And also um, the story of uh, Thurgood Marshall. Who actually came uh, representing the NAACP to defend those uh, 25 who had been charged, who were acquitted um, there in um, Lawrenceburg of uh, those charges. But Thurgood Marshall went on to be the first African-American Supreme Court justice um, in, yeah, in America. Thurgood Marshall was a young lawyer and, and uh, sort of got his start yes. right here in, in This is what I was talking about yesterday regarding Mrs. A.J. Morton's funeral home Mm -hmm. and getting, I mean, the Marshall Foundation has welcomed money or has indicated they would send money down uh, for the Mrs. A.J. Morton funeral home that we were working on several years ago. So hopefully you all can reach out to that again. Yes, definitely. Okay, let's take a break and come back and let's talk more about this museum without walls. And and Reverend Ogilvy, it's, I mean, it's. It, uh, an important piece of it will be the 46 uh, riots, but it's it's more than that, right? Yes, it's, it is. It's Black History in Columbia mm-hmm. writ large. Yes. It's a cool project. Let's come back and talk about it, and it needs your support, folks. So we're going to talk about that after the break, too. Parks Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory-certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233.
Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call mepainfree.com or 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder asking for your vote in the upcoming city election. Over the last four years, we've accomplished a lot together. We've seen record-breaking job creation and investment. We've made infrastructure improvements during a time of unprecedented growth. We've led reasonably and responsibly even during difficult times. And we've maintained our momentum while keeping that Columbia charm. But we're just getting started. There's more left to do. Let's be proud of our growing community while working to grow responsibly by ensuring growth is paying for itself. Let's continue with infrastructure improvements so we remain well-positioned for the future. Let's keep investing in our public safety and law enforcement communities so that we can remain a safe community. And let's continue to unite behind a common cause of wanting our community to be the very best it can be when it comes to living, working, and raising a family. I'm Chaz Mulder. I'm proud to be your mayor, and I would be honored to have your vote. Committee to re-elect Mayor Chaz Mulder, Tina Adams, Treasurer. He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's pounded up, watch on bandit run. Welcome back. Three dudes with a view. I am dude number three, Del Kennedy. 
Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest dude on Wednesdays and Thursdays, Debbie Matthews, how you doing? Good morning, so glad to be here. And we have a very special guest, uh, the Reverend uh, Trent Ogilvie, uh, who is... Uh, of course a, a minister here in this community but also very active in civic like civic life and uh he's he's well just welcome Reverend well, Trent Thank you're you still in much. charge of public housing correct uh yes that's right we we've uh very very proud we've been able to come out of public housing now and uh, through the rad program uh, we have um, section 8 tax credit right. uh, properties right. uh, been renovated and yep. so it's great we started that together i think uh, mm-hmm. the economic development council right and that how we did it yes um, um through um, economic development and, and of course the city of columbia um uh, putting you know together um the um industrial development board right and that was very instrumental and, and let me say this i'm glad you bring that up yes um i want to um say to my friend if he's listened this morning um uh, former mayor dean dickey um uh, he was uh, very instrumental in that and he was there at the legacy luncheon on yesterday i didn't get yes to he was speak with him or, or mention um uh, uh his his presence but um a, a great uh, friend and and uh, worked many uh, years with dr Krista martin um and uh, just uh, those who work steadfast uh, for the benefit of all uh, columbia citizens so i just wanted to send a shout out to uh former mayor dickey this morning i think we started that together in what 2012 yeah it was somewhere around there yeah yes so it was good yes uh good times you need to come on just to talk specifically about that and the growth of that's really good yeah and and we did uh, what we had to do at the right time Um, a lot of uh, cities waited and didn't take um you know the kind of the opportunity that uh, presented itself but we did here in columbia and um now looking back one of the things also is not to renovate just what we had but also expanding um, um, housing, um, you know, was uh, something that kind of was talked about, but we, you know, chose the, the route that we needed to at that time. But, you know, when you look at where we are with inflation and cost and people needing more um, affordable housing, it's just um, a, a jewel to have here in our community. Yes, absolutely. There you go. All right. The Reverend Trent, o- I wanted to ask you about the challenge. Uh, you know, I, I, when I got here in 1986 and looked at the housing development area, you know, there were a lot of problems over the years, for many years, until you took the helm. And, you know, we used to, as a men's group, we used to support and do things over in that area. Right, and I've correct. seen leaps and bounds uh, in terms of development and developing those properties to the quality that they should be uh, based on the use of taxpayers' money. Right. But what I, what I read not too long ago, and you, you might want to talk about it, and you may not want to talk about this, uh, the Supreme Court of Tennessee ruled uh, that you had a contract with the uh, occupants and you uh, avoided them from uh, avoided them from having firearms on the premises of, of the properties. And the Supreme Court overruled and uh, classified that you violated the Second Amendment of those individuals. As they should have. How is Jim? that going? And what are you doing to keep it? What are you doing to keep those properties safe, like you did? Because at one time, when I first got here, there was a lot of crime going on over there. So, what are you right. doing now to counter well, that? I think the Supreme Court sure ruled correctly. Uh, hang on, folks. Let's don't. 
let's let Reverend Ogilvy give his answer, but let's circle back to the Museum Without Walls because right. that's really a positive thing that I want I want to talk about, and I want to ask people to support it, and I'm going to support it. So, you know, Reverend Ogilvy, has the Supreme Court decision caused any problems? Well, um, it is uh, actually still pending. Uh, uh, Jim, uh, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, and, and Mr. Kennedy is right. I didn't come to talk about that this morning. Well, I'm, but, I'm happy to but, have uh, that conversation was, sometime. Yes. But right now, I want to get some support going for the museum with the hell yes. walls. But, but let me also say that uh, we, we do have a responsibility. It, it, we were not. In, in any way in any of our policies or leases or anything like that trying to take away anyone's second amendment rights that was not uh, the purpose of it um, and in fact uh, people may do what they do um, some people may have um, extra guests or visitors over at their house I don't go and check on that and there are other violations that people might do and, and so forth but what does happen is if um, a person does um, uh, use a weapon or uh, a firearm illegally or um, um, to harm other residents or citizens in any way. Um, um, uh, uh, elderly person can't sit on their porch. Kids can't play in the playground. I have a huge problem with that. And so we do take um, um, crime seriously. Uh, we have had to um, take measures to keep our property safe, and we've done that um, with Columbia Housing uh, to make sure that um, well, we were not going to let gangs uh, rule our properties and and folks who um, are who are supposed to be guests, but you have those who are paying rent and doing all that they can just to enjoy their lives, and people who don't live on our properties come on our properties causing problems. Right. And we've done everything we uh, could to stop that, and we've done a good job through um, our partnership with the Columbia Police Department, and now we have our own security um, to continue that. So we've been proactive um, in, in um, doing those measures. So... Obviously, we let our our uh, uh, legal counsel deal with with those uh, matters, uh, court matters. But uh, to Mr. York's uh, question, we are uh, still um, uh, using various uh, strategies to keep our property safe, as they have been over the years, and improve um, um, our um, crime so that it's uh, not something that um, prevents somebody from enjoying their quality of life. There you go. All right, now, folks. Again, let's let's circle back to something that. I mean, I didn't know anything about it until yesterday. The Columbia Peace and Justice Initiative, which uh, is, has a board that has a broad cross-section of community leaders, including Reverend Ogilvy and my friend Julie Beck, friend of the station Julie Beck, uh, and friend of the station Demetrius Nelson. Uh, so, the, But what's exciting is their first big project. It's called a Museum Without Walls. It would start with a and it, it's sort of a series of outdoor exhibits. Is yes, it is. Yeah. It would start with a roundabout uh, at the intersection of South Main and East 8th. And then as you move down what has traditionally been called the Mink Slide, the downward slope of 8th Street between Main intersection of Main and 8th down to the intersection of Main and Woodland, they're sort of right next to that uh, historic funeral home you've been talking about, didn't right. you? Yes. Would be another outdoor display. And then as you go on down to the intersection of Bridge Street and East 8th, that large area there that used to be the stockyard, now you see a lot of trucks parked there a lot of time, uh, but there's a pretty large area there. 
uh, again, would be a, a, another venue for outdoor exhibits. And, and the Reverend Ogilvy's nodding his head over yes. Uh, and and it, and you were talking that, or t- telling when we switched over, uh, took the break that one of the things would be to commem- commemorate the. Uh, 1946 uh, race riots and what happened in and about, and to remember that history and and uh, and but it wouldn't it wouldn't be limited to that. So uh, no, not me, at all. Let, you know, let me let you take it from there. What what, uh, what 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 might we see in the museum without walls? A couple of things is uh, we we had um, our um, kind of our planners look at the area and look at uh, particular pieces of property that would be. Um, ideal um, to um, have um, the museum without walls and and to be able to if you look at it in the park the pocket park area it has um, you know a piece uh, fountain there and in the middle it it has um, a little amphitheater so you could have uh, areas for uh, families to come and as they're looking at the history um, also have somebody playing music there and the the pocket park park area area would be where um, that that's the area from um, East 8th uh, Street over to East 7th, where you were talking about the stock yard. Uh, yeah. was, that's, the two, that's a two-acre um, track there. But right, we've also right. had them look at other particular parts where the Morton Funeral Home is. There's some other green space uh, right you know, beside the First sure. Baptist Church. So there are several different um, uh, areas that um, could could have uh, features that would be beneficial so it's walk walkable and accessible from the downtown area um but we are working with um those who own property and working with the city and 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 others to um, make sure that we uh, move forward in getting um those particular parcels secured so that we can make sure the history of that area is protected and we tell the story right um, that that we need to uh tell and and do it in a way where we're telling pre nineteen forty six what happened in forty six but let's come present day um to um those accomplishments uh that that people have been able to make as we recognize dr Krista martin in spite of that um we could be better, but how have we become better and I think dr martin Dr Martin is a testament of that um some people can sit back and complain about the way things are, but some people get up and take action and uh, try to um, help make it better um, by, you know, attending meetings and helping shape legislation and um, by all means, you know, um, uh, voting, you know, and, and supporting um, candidates in your best interest. So those those things are important. We've had many people throughout history who have done um, great work here in the city of Columbia, and many of them um, uh, come from the East uh, Columbia community. Yes, and and that uh, the the area that the museum would cover is also uh, I'm thinking it's, it's basically the, the historic uh, black business district of course. Yes, it, it was uh, the black business district, and um, you know it was thriving, and there have been um, uh, Joanne McClellan and and she's and Tom Price have have talked about that um, through the archives and African American Heritage Society. Uh, that thriving uh, black business district, a lot of people didn't know it existed and, and occurred. And then when you have what took place in 46, it's like it was not 
um, re- recovered um, as far as um, the viability of uh, that that business district, and that's something that uh, we hope um, can can still be done. Um, you know, through entrepreneurs and others who want to move into the into that area and uh, they can open a business and and uh, make it a part of the Columbia community so very you would have you know starting there at uh, on East 8th at the corner of South Main uh, and going down East 8th Street down all the way across Woodland Street down to Bridge Street you would have not only displays of uh, black history in and around Columbia Murray County uh, but you would have uh, like you said an amphitheater and things of that nature where people could just things could happen yes. musical well, concerts it would be whatever. great for oratory guests to come in yes, I mean absolutely. it would be great for history reads book reads especially if they're African American authors I mean it could be an amazing thing yes all right let's uh, we're about to have to take a break but let's let's uh, Let's talk about the website where people can go to get more information and learn how they can help. Of course, folks, they are trying to raise money. It will cost money. Yes, it will. And, uh, <laughs> do we have, a, do we have yes. an estimate of how much it's going to cost? Um, we are uh, working um, very staff as it, it's you know phases um, to the project. Um, we hadn't put just the ultimate uh, price tag, and of course, the larger project, um, uh, you know, will will cost the most. But we want to kind of do it in phases. You can go to cpji dot org uh, to learn Peace and justice initiative. Yes, initiative uh, cpji dot org. Yes, to give you more information about the project, you can see uh, the renderings there. Um, uh, we're uh, working with our um, engineers, our, our project engineers, and and the drawings. Um, because it is, um, you know, it is something, you know, especially with today's cost to be able to put a price tag on anything. Um, but uh, we're we're um, working toward it, um, especially um, identifying those particular parcels and, and working uh, to make this a reality. It's been talked about for a, lot, uh, a long time, but we feel like the time is now uh, to make this happen. Okay, let's take a break and let's come back and we're going to talk one more time about, you know, cpji.org where you can go to get information, and more importantly, where you can go to help, you know, because help is needed, and uh, it's this is an exciting project, and will be uh, another one of the really cool things uh, going on in Columbia. <laughs> That's right. I like how you said that. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, take a break. Come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello. This is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? 
are true custom designers experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tell us story. We're this and so much more. Check us out at tillastory.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Get ready for cold weather with Hiller's Happy HVAC Comfort Bundle. Keep your family warm inside and out. Bundle an HVAC replacement system with a germicidal UV light and an extended 10-year warranty and we'll include a free solo stove. Or get a free solo stove when you buy a whole home generator or water filtration and descaler. Plus, we're offering special zero interest financing for up to 12 months. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. The crimson and white jerseys. Front court to the rack and the flood. The sound of a buzzer beater. Got it to go with the buzzer sound. The roll tide chant from the crowd. Three. Count it. And he's fouled. It can only be Alabama basketball. Join the Alabama Crimson Tide right here. On your home for Alabama basketball. The Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm the Republican-endorsed candidate for Columbia City Mayor. Columbia is home, and there's no other place like it. And the city itself is special. But what makes us great are our people. And of course, we've known this all along. Now, the world has taken notice, and everyone wants to move here, so it needs to be protected. And that's why I'm running for mayor, and I'm asking for your vote. We need to control growth and make growth pay for itself. We need to keep Columbia free and open, protecting our small businesses and churches from unnecessary mandates. We need to keep Columbia safe by hiring and maintaining the best police and fire in the state. And we need an economy that works for everyone in a city and a county that works together. There's no time to waste. The future of Columbia is in our hands. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm asking for your vote for Columbia City Mayor. Paid for by the committee to elect Debbie Matthews Mayor, Ken MacArthur, Treasurer. He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's pounded up, watch on bandit run. Welcome back. Three dudes with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest dude on Wednesday and Thursday, Debbie Matthews. Good, how you doing? Good morning. So good. Good to see everybody. All right. And uh, just very special guest today, uh, Reverend Trent Ogilvy. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? All right. Thank you. And what we're talking about, folks, let's again... This got started yesterday at the uh, luncheon honoring Dr. Krista Martin for her 30 years uh, serving on the city council. And, well, they've honored her for uh, uh, just, She's been a, a servant of this community in 
more ways than anybody even get on paper uh but the uh, it's amazing it is amazing and uh uh so a luncheon was given in her honor yesterday but uh along the way i found out about something that i just didn't know about and i think it's a very exciting project the columbia peace and justice initiative that's cpji.org yes columbia peace and justice initiative cpji.org uh which consists of leaders all across the community but there what is really exciting is their initial project which is to create a museum without walls i saw the renderings it starts with a roundabout at uh at east 8th and south main or yeah east 8th and south main or 8th and south main because there's where it changes from east to west but um so eighth and south main and along what what we're talking about is a, a museum without walls there were to be displays there uh all along the way commemorating uh black history in murray county southern middle tennessee columbia tennessee uh, one of the things that is of particular interest to him, and I think it's the 46 uh, race riots that happened that happened right there, um, right there on 8th Street, East 8th Street. And uh, then there's, um, from there, you would go down what's called the Mink Slide, about halfway between um, South Main and Woodland Street on 8th Street, right next to the historic morton funeral home uh there again would be outdoor spaces displays and then when you get down to the corner of bridge street and east 8th uh an amphitheater a a sort of a what did you call it a pocket park reverend right yeah it's a pocket park there yeah a pocket park down there so not only displays commemorating black history but uh recreational uh Space. I mean, living space for things where families can do things and yes. events can be held and and that type of thing. And and that's a great way to explore history. You know, to be you know able to be in the environment, to be able to go back and look at the past. But also, I think what's most important for all of us is what are we doing today? You know, how how are you? reaching out to help someone that's in need how how are we uh, bettering our community um if parents are there with with children don't let somebody else you know you know you know get their attention you've got them right there share with them talk with them how this has affected you and 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 make it a a a life learning experience and that's you know what we want to create um there um on on 8th street and uh, really uh, be able to tell that history and talk about that uh, history and really make it a part of of the uh, really qualities of of columbia especially tying in with uh downtown we talk about um uh, the black business district but you know people want to shop they want to eat but also they want to learn i believe and and uh, learn more about columbia and perhaps in learning more about columbia sometimes we discover more about um you know sometimes ourselves when i go and travel with my uh, family uh, we you know maybe go and visit different places and you say well i didn't really know that and you know somehow it comes back around to well, how would I have dealt with that situation, or how would I feel if I was put into that um, situation? So how somehow it brings an awareness uh, to mind. So 
um, uh, you're right. It, it would be uh, something tremendous for this uh, community, um, uh, something that as time has come. And uh, we at uh, Columbia Peace and Justice Initiative are leading the charge. Yesterday was our uh, big announcement during the Legacy Luncheon to honor Dr. Krista Martin. We also was kind of our official launch, public launch to the community yes. uh, about um, who we are and what we're doing. Um, we spent a lot of time strategically working um, to put things in place um, so that when we did launch, we would be prepared. So I do want to um, encourage you to go to um, cpji.org. You can learn more. Uh, you can share the information, but also you can contribute uh, to um, who we are and what we're doing. And if I might add, uh, we are uh, not just working uh, toward um having a museum with our walls on a street but we've been working in the community uh with stand together fellowship uh sitting down at the table having opportunities to uh, share and dialogue with one another we have a stand together fellowship meeting this friday nine thirty a.m at the columbia police department uh where we've been meeting uh with local leaders and others who um share um about uh, you know kind of what they're dealing with and the impact that it's having upon their lives we're going to have a special um Yes, Eric uh, Jacobson with uh, the uh, uh, Franklin uh, Battle. What's it? Was it the Franklin, Franklin Trust? Uh, historic yeah. Franklin Battlefield Trust, something like right. that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's going to be our guest uh, on Friday and uh, have some guests with him to talk about the fuller story of that um, they. Uh, project they did in franklin uh, tennessee and their roundabout there and uh so it's going to be a very interesting program and uh those are just opportunities that uh we um do and also we've done the justice journey where we've traveled from columbia to birmingham to um montgomery uh to selma Tuskegee, Alabama, learning about the civil rights history. Yeah, Mayor Mulder was talking about that. Yesterday. Yeah, and then coming back here to Columbia. And I, one thing I stress is, folks, um, just like we've gone to those places and see how they tell their history and their story, Columbia has a history. Columbia yep. has a story. Yeah. How are we telling our story, which is something very important. And and, and I'm going to put it together. I've been, you know, we've got a, a uh kind of a brochure where you can do a driving tour but we've got our own kind of little justice journey right here in murray county of different places when you look at the uh, rosenwald schools and and um that that history i think is amazing uh, when you look at how no, what, what was the rosenwald school those, those are schools that were, were built for african-americans um, who, who obviously uh, due to segregation um, had to go to school where they um, live so they, these would be a, one. A, 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 those were funded by uh, the Rosenwald Trust. Right? Yes, they were. They yeah, were, I recall now. Yeah. yeah, they were funded yeah. by the Rosenwald Delk, I Trust. I graduated from a Rosenwald school, Covington Rosenwald in Louisiana. There Rosenwald. Okay. Yes. Well, um, all right. Well, let's, really, let's get back to the Columbia Peace and Justice Initiative. CPJI dot org. Yes, you can go there to learn more. You can go there to contribute. Uh, and think about folks we've downtown columbia and what uh the way it's evolved over the last few years which has been amazing but over on east 6th street we've got restaurants and even music venues on east 7th we have motor alley now and so really the last piece uh would be east 8th street and truly this is this is what East 8th Street is all about. 
this reflects East, East 8th Street's history. And not only does it uh, give us access to that history, this project does, this museum without walls, it gives us access to East 8th Street's history, but it also makes East, East 8th Street more livable for yes. the people who live in Columbia. And... Uh, uh, places for families and lectures and movies or whatever. And, so, yeah. Uh, All right, go, Debbie. Well, this was one of the biggest projects that I started to work on in 2008 with all the other council persons, especially Dr. Krista Martin. I mean, we saved the A.J. Morton funeral home back then because it was set to be demolished. I mean, that was that far along. And it's there's just been, about falling there, in now. There, well, the thing is, is that there was even a streetscape, historic streetscapes that were done before I left office, which was in 2017. So there's been a lot of people that have been championing this. Um, and for, for those of you who don't know, it's it's a little hard to see the Morton Funeral Home right now. As, it, there's a placard out front that talks yeah, about this. It's, it's, but, it's derelict, folks, but it's right in the middle of this project in the sense that it's right there well, halfway down. On the on the north yes. side of East Eighth, uh, in between uh, South Main and Woodland is well, where it's located. Yes. Well, we had streetscapes drawn for a while, so I'm excited that this is finally getting done. But it's been way too long and should have been done and implemented a long time ago. The Civil Rights Museum out of Memphis was very interested. She came to see us, Krista. I got to be at this meeting at Puckett's. You know, so I'm going to say let's not. <laughs> Terry anymore. It's been over twenty get years. It, get her done. And it's time yes. to be, do. <laughs> time is now for for results. <laughs> right. Get her done. Yes. Yes. All right. uh, Clay, Miss York. Well, Trent, I, I realize that uh, this is a good project, and I'm really applauding you all for doing that. Uh, that is that the same group I talked to at the uh, at the city hall? That yes, the it time is. That I was, oh, okay. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, but I noticed also on 8th Street, there's, a, I guess, a businessman that's bought a building and renovated and built a new building. How is that impacting uh, your overall development? When is he going to open it? Isn't that supposed to be a taco shop? I, I don't have, no, I, yeah, I have no idea on that one. Tacos, I think, you know, that, but that's taking a while. But um, Well, it just shows I, you yeah, about progress. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah it, it just shows you about, you know, progress in a community and area. Um, you can... You can only sit back so long and and wait and and really do nothing. People have an opportunity in a capitalistic you know yeah. society to come in and buy uh, uh, parcels of, of real estate and 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 develop it or do whatever they want to do with it. Um, so we're we're um, we're moving now, and we have been in conversation in, in regard to the areas that we're looking uh, for because if we don't. Um, uh, go ahead and take care of this uh, now as far as protecting the history and preserving, telling the story on A Street, I'm afraid that it will be lost. It will. Uh, yeah, uh, Development will come in and, and it will be uh, just a blip. And, 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 and as a real estate and one, person, one of our trip, listeners uh, just sent me a picture of the uh, Morton Funeral well, Home today. Well, it's, what, it's not in good shape. Well, the, the, this is as a realtor and someone that sells Columbia, people come in and they go, well, I see beauty on the west side. But I don't see anything happening on the east side. And people say, oh, I see you east side, but there has been no change other than some paved roads 
for 20, 25, 30 years. And I've been, I've not seen a chat. Well, uh, there's some investment that's coming in, but there needs to be more attention paid to east side well, okay okay All i right. mean it that's is a good point it is an area that's going to really light up in the next few years it's great opportunity for people that have property over there but again you know we've hoped well, to get this done for years and i hope it gets done trent i hope yes. it finally yeah. gets done. y'all i grew up on the east side right there on my yeah. absolutely so. Dr. Martin has done a lot to bring uh, investment into the east side in the last several years. I know a lot of homes over there have been refurbished and new homes moved in. A so whole lot, a lot of that. Well, a lot of that is the economic development uh, initiative that we did. It was they, We would build homes, yes. bring them right in. Right, Trent? They would come in at a fixed price. Families were able to make those loans, go into that with some assistance. So we were getting new home inventory out of blighted areas. It was a wonderful thing. I yes. think when we first started, it was 89000 a house. Then we went to 129 a house. It was wonderful, you know, but it's really rejuvenating and trying to bump that up. All yeah. right. We got, we got about a minute left here, folks. And um, uh, give a good point, Debbie. Eastside needs some love. It needs love. But it's, you know. No, it hasn't had. It's, uh, uh, it's well, about probably, the same as it's always been, and that's a shame. It's a shame. There have been some things happening, but it doesn't mean it doesn't need more love. The streetscape uh, yeah. that was done before I left office, that's 2017. That was five years ago. It should have already been done. It should have been done. Well, well, let's give out the website again so that yeah, way people Columbia want to Columbia Peace and Justice Initiative, cpji.org. Yes, that's uh, it. And it's the Museum Without Borders. It's going to be on East 8th Street. And it's, I, I, I think, a valuable, you know, Columbia, uh, downtown Columbia has, uh, you know, done what it's done in the last 10 years. Uh, East 7th is Motor Alley. East 6th is music venues and restaurants and whatnot. Now East 8th can be uh, uh, enhanced by this museum without walls to reflect its history, but also make its contribution to Columbia overall. And so all corners of Columbia will truly be Columbia. So, uh, Reverend, Reverend Ogley, come back and see us. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. We'll see you Monday, Hang folks. Hang in there, Trent. Have a good one. You too.